A widely believed conspiracy theory is that there is a secret government plot to spray chemtrails into the atmosphere. As we read on Nature.com, as of 2016, quote, a nationally representative 1,000 subject poll shows 10% of Americans declaring the chemtrails conspiracy as completely true, and a further 20 to 30% describing it as somewhat true, end quote. The purported motives behind this sinister campaign include profit, depopulation, and behavior control. In this video, we're going to thoroughly examine whether or not the arguments and evidence provided are convincing enough to justify these beliefs. Spoiler alerts, the answer is no. The very first question that you should ask a chemtrailer, aside from when was the last time you took a shower, is how can you reliably distinguish between ordinary contrails and chemtrails? I have never heard a single convincing answer to this question. According to user DFNJ2015 on AboveTopSecret.com, the key distinguishing factor is the longevity of the trails we see in the sky. As he puts it, quote, I've seen contrails my whole life, but the water vapor dissipates. After 1998 and 1999, the contrails stayed, forming hazing shrouds spanning the whole sky, end quote. The first thing to notice is his usage of purely anecdotal evidence. He's not saying, here's some scientific data which quantifies a material change in contrail formation over time. He's saying, based upon my faulty human memory, it seems to me like there's been a transformation over time. Even if he was correct about this, the explanation isn't necessarily that they're spraying chemtrails for nefarious reasons. Perhaps minor changes in the composition of jet fuel could account for this. Or maybe air traffic has simply increased over time, and thus contrail formation has also increased. If there is one key attribute which characterizes conspiracy theorists, it's unjustifiably leaping to conclusions and failing to rule out alternative explanations. And that's exactly what he's doing here. Fellow chemtrailer Boadicea agrees with his comrade, writing that, quote, "...contrails from high-altitude flying planes maintain a consistent length behind the plane, let's say twice the length of the plane. It does not remain and grow longer and wider as the plane travels, as opposed to the chemtrails I am talking about, which remain and grow longer and longer right behind the plane as it travels and slowly expands." End quote. These people are simply mistaken when they claim that atmospheric persistence equals chemtrails. In fact, the formation and duration of contrails will vary depending upon the local atmospheric conditions. As we read in an aircraft contrails fact sheet produced by NASA, the FAA, EPA, and NOAA, quote, Contrails are line-shaped cloud, or condensation trails, composed of ice particles, that are visible behind jet aircraft engines, typically at cruise altitudes in the upper atmosphere. Contrails have been a normal effect of jet aviation since its earliest days. Depending on the temperature and the amount of moisture in the air at the aircraft altitude, contrails evaporate quickly if the humidity is low, or persist and grow if the humidity is high. Jet engine exhaust provides only a small portion of the water that forms ice in persistent contrails. Persistent contrails are mainly composed of water naturally present along the aircraft flight path, end quote. Oh yeah, well that's just what they want you to believe. Who are you going to trust, these reputable scientific organizations or me, some random ignorant conspiracy theorist online? This explanation makes perfect sense. Think about ordinary cloud cover. Which types of clouds we see on a given day will vary depending upon the temperature and atmospheric conditions. 
why would we expect any different from contrails? Demanding contrail uniformity would only begin to make sense on a planet which has atmospheric uniformity, which our planet most certainly does not. I don't know how things work on planet tinfoil, but this is not how things work on Earth. Where is the reputable scientific literature demonstrating that ordinary contrails can't persist in the atmosphere? I've never seen such research. All I've seen is evidence-free speculation by paranoid armchair conspiracy theorists. This is not how science is done, and this is not how rational conclusions are reached. There are countless videos on YouTube with titles like Ultimate Chemtrail Time Lapse that show nothing more than ordinary contrail formation. Yet the people in the comments section are falling over each other to say things like, Oh my god, they're poisoning us and this proves it. Look at this shit. These are just contrails. What reason is there to believe that this is footage of anything more than contrail formation? And they show some close-ups of airplanes flying with contrails forming behind them, and they're like, ah, that proves it. What do they expect contrail formation to look like if not exactly this? No, man, it's different. You can just, like, tell. How can you tell? You can't. You're just unjustifiably assuming that something ordinary is actually something sinister. If you want to see the height of conspiratorial absurdity, look no further than this guy complaining about chemtrails in video games. The title of this video is Chemtrails in Video Games, Let the Brainwashing Begin, and it was posted by YouTuber Hatrick Penry. Okay, I just want to get this and post it up for educational and informational purposes. All the kids are playing this and seeing the chemtrails in the sky and thinking that it's perfectly normal. I truly don't even know what to say to this, so we're just going to move on. Something else they'll point to is the grid-like pattern of so-called chemtrails, which they believe lends credence to the idea that it's a deliberate campaign to thoroughly saturate the area with these chemicals. As Boadicea continues, quote, I have watched multiple planes fly in a grid pattern and literally crisscross the sky, leaving behind chemtrails which expand into cloud cover, end quote. Sounds pretty convincing, right? Wrong. As we read in Weatherworld by Gordon Higgins, quote, Contrails often follow the same directions because aircraft fly along designated routes called airways, somewhat like motorways in the sky, end quote. The conspiracy theorist absurdity quite literally reaches stratospheric heights when Boadicea maintains that he can in fact distinguish between chemtrails and contrails, yet can't explain how. Quote, I just know what I've seen for myself. Because I'm within visual distance of the airport's flight path, I can and have literally observed the difference between typical contrails of the airlines and the so-called chemtrails of the planes flying in a grid pattern at the same time. I have lived close to an airport the majority of my life. There is a visible and lasting difference. I have no idea what that difference is, though. End quote. Very convincing. Presumably, if the difference is visible, you could see it and describe it to us. I mean, I'm no linguist, but isn't that what the word visible means? And it's one thing to just use your eyeballs from 30,000 feet below an aircraft and draw outlandish conclusions, but how about actually collecting and comparing samples from ordinary contrails and chemtrails to prove that there is a clear compositional difference? Has anybody ever done this? If so, I have yet to read about it. Or maybe I have actually read about it, but the chemtrails have erased my memory and made me forget. 
They attempt to explain the chemical difference between contrails and chemtrails on Gaia.com, and they fail miserably. As they write in the article entitled Chemtrails vs. Contrails, quote, If we look at SPICE, a United Kingdom government-funded geoengineering research project, that's a fucking mouthful, that collaborates with the universities of Oxford, Cambridge, Edinburgh, Bristol, some of the proposed particles to spray in the air include sulfate, sulfuric acid, sulfur dioxide, titania, silicon carbide, calcium carbonate, alumina, silica, and zinc oxide, end quote. Several things need to be pointed out here. Number one, the motive behind this kind of geoengineering research is light years away from the paranoid fantasies of chemtrailers. They're not talking about depopulation or dumbing down the populace. The goal behind these geoengineering ideas is to counteract the effects of climate change by spraying reflective particles high into the atmosphere. Given the trends in global warming, this might not be such a bad idea. But this motive is a far cry from the sinister conspiracies that we read about online. Bro, that's just their cover story. Ah, yes, that's right. I forgot that these engineers and climate scientists are actually closet sadists who want to be personally responsible for genocide. That is a much more reasonable interpretation. There also seems to be a contradiction here. Conspiracy theorists claim that chemtrail spraying is a secretive program. Then they'll turn around and use as proof of this secretive campaign footage of scientists publicly discussing geoengineering proposals. So which one is it? Is it a top-level secret conspiracy, or are these ideas openly discussed? Furthermore, as they point out in their own article, these are merely proposals that have been put forth by researchers. To my knowledge, there is no massive campaign currently underway to intentionally spray these reflective compounds into the atmosphere. The question being asked here is what is the chemical composition of the chemtrails that you claim are currently being sprayed? Their answer to this question is to point to proposals of things that might be sprayed in the future. This is not an answer to this question, because we're not living in this future potential world. We're living in the present moment where you claim these things are already happening. But alas, do not despair. Chemtrailers have one more trick up their sleeve. To provide environmental measurements of compounds like aluminum, barium, and strontium. This is arguably the central focus of the documentary What in the World Are They Spraying? A documentary which I found utterly unconvincing. There, they point to a variety of measurements showing what appear to be fairly high levels of these elements in the environment. Assuming that these measurements are accurate, I don't see how this could possibly necessitate the existence of chemtrails. Yes, the intentional spraying of these elements is a mechanism by which they could enter the environment, but we could think of countless other mechanisms that could also explain their presence. Maybe they've entered the environment through some industrial process. Maybe these compounds are released in the exhaust fumes at certain factories. Maybe they come from improper waste disposal, or they're somehow omitted from automobiles. Maybe people who argue with chemtrailers online get so frustrated that they smash their computer with a fucking sledgehammer, and in the process they release some aluminum into the environment. Or maybe it's a combination of these and many other factors. Simply pointing out that certain chemicals exist in the environment does absolutely nothing to prove that these chemicals are deliberately being sprayed by airplanes. This is to once again make that cardinal mistake of not ruling out alternative explanations. And some of the measurements from the documentary are extremely misleading. 
For example, there's one section where we're led to believe that pond water is being tested, and to the layman, the results appear astronomical. 375,000 micrograms per liter. But as their own test results show, they were testing sludge, not water. And as Mick West points out on ContrailScience.com, quote, Sludge is water mixed with dirt. Dirt is naturally 7% aluminum. That's all they are finding. Aluminum concentration in soil ranges from 0.07% to 10%, end quote. Here's another example where the allegedly terrifying test results are actually nothing to be alarmed about. As Mick West writes, quote, The tests from Oregon list quite ordinary results for soil of 18,600 to 38,000 milligrams per kilogram. But then they note the results are, quote, tens of thousands of times the maximum limit for water, end quote. Which is true, but they are not testing water. They are testing soil, end quote. So the chemtrailers misleadingly present data, which they then go on to draw faulty conclusions from. There might actually be a grain of truth here that the conspiracy theorists are blowing up into a mountain. Chemicals like aluminum, barium, and strontium are present in trace amounts in aircraft exhaust. But the thing is, there are perfectly reasonable, functional explanations for why these chemicals would be present. As we read in a 2014 NASA study, quote, Soot, particularly as produced by engines, often contains metals in addition to carbon. Transition or heavier metals may arise from jet engine materials. Aluminum is used in inlet ducts, and AL203 is a bond coat material for thermal barrier coatings. Elements such as strontium or barium may be added to the ceramic for stability. The presence of any of these elements would be indicative either of erosion, wear of these coatings, or exposure of underlying alloys. Barium compounds serve as corrosion and rust inhibitors, detergent, and anti-smoke additives and fuels. Sodium and barium are associated with detergents that neutralize strong acids, produced during the combustion process, end quote. Notice that this flatly contradicts the chemtrail narrative. We're told that the presence of these compounds in the atmosphere necessitates deliberate spraying for sinister reasons. Yet here's a clear, measurable mechanism by which they could enter the environment through standard airplane exhaust fumes for mundane, functional reasons. No specially designed chemtrail planes with canisters of poison and no backroom machinations are required. But if you were creative and paranoid enough, you could turn anything into a conspiracy. They've just mixed these compounds in with the jet fuel, and this is their cover story. Really, so where are the expert airplane engineers who will state on the record that these chemicals don't actually have these described functions in airplanes, and that this is just a cover story? I will eagerly await their testimonies. And where is the evidence that these trace amounts of chemicals will cause environmental harm? Don't you think there'd be some sort of testing procedures and regulations that would ensure a certain level of safety from aircraft exhaust? Eh, just put whatever you want in there. We don't really give a fuck. Lead, polonium, whatever, man. Whatever floats your boat. Or I guess I should say floats your airplane. Ah. The chemtrailer at this point might argue that I'm just in denial, and they have rock-solid proof. Photographs of the interior of chemtrail planes, clearly showing the canisters of stuff that they spray on us. Holy shit, that is convincing, if you know absolutely nothing about aircraft testing. 
These are ballast tanks used to shift weight around during test flights to see how the aircraft reacts. If you track down the original photo, you read in the description that, quote, the prominent black tanks store water, which is shifted longitudinally through the gray plumbing, in the aircraft during test flights. This allows precise control of the center of gravity position and measurement of the corresponding stability and control margins. Also visible are the flight test pressure probe equipment, cabled with red wires and connected to dynamic pressure probes on the outside of the fuselage through specifically replaced window panes. The right probes were disconnected at the time of the photo, end quote. But who needs facts in reality when you can just make shit up? Search Chemtrail Plane Interior online and you'll see picture after picture featuring ballast tanks mislabeled as barrels of toxic chemicals. Chemtrail plane interior, 100% exposed. The only thing that's 100% exposed here is your gullibility and ignorance. As pointed out by Mick West on Metabunk.org, other alleged chemtrail planes show things like airplanes used for firefighting or for dispersing oil after a spill. Alternatively, some of what we're told are chemtrail spraying nozzles are actually things like instruments and sensors used during aircraft testing. Despite these reasonable explanations, chemtrailers continue to pass around photos like this and falsely claim that they show the inside of chemtrail planes. For example, YouTuber That Is Impossible posted a video entitled Leaked, The Inside of Chemtrail Planes, and it's just a collection of photos that show everything except chemtrail planes. Maybe people could do two minutes of research, or maybe they could be extremely credulous and post comments like, quote, we're being exterminated like cockroaches, end quote. Homeboy, the only thing that's being exterminated are my brain cells when I read your comments. It's also crucial to ask why chemtrails would be sprayed in the first place. Why bother with all of this, and why keep it a secret? The purported motives are wide-ranging, with each one being more absurd than the last. Some argue that the goal is to get people sick, thus boosting pharmaceutical industry profits and also contributing to depopulation efforts. Conspiracy theorists write articles with headlines like Chemtrail Flu, Have You Got It Yet? In an Infowars video entitled Is the Chemtrail Flu Real? We see marched before our eyes a parade of silly arguments, courtesy of Dr. Edward Group because I was uh, with my family on spring break about three weeks ago up in Utah. And as soon as I got there, Salt Lake City, and then went to Deer Valley and, and Park City, all I saw in the sky was a bunch of chemtrails. So immediately I was concerned about that. And the third day I was there, my body is real sensitive to chemicals and real sensitive to anything in the air, the water, the food, because I've been pretty much vegan, vegetarian, I detoxify my body on a regular basis. So my wife even said something about it. She said, wow, look at all these chemtrails in the air, you know? And then I started noticing a bunch of people walking around, coughing, respiratory, and they were even talking about the Park City flu. Everybody was talking about it. Can you believe that this guy is an actual doctor? He seems like the kind of paranoid hippie that you'd run into at a college house party. I was like, oh, bro, look at all these chemtrails. It's like totally the government, man. Anyway, you want to buy some acid or something? Assuming he's a practicing doctor, I wonder if he treats his patients with the same irrationality. Hey, doc, so I've been coughing for about a week and I've got a pretty bad sore throat. Must be the chemtrails. I've got just the thing for you. You're going to stick these herbs up your ass and you're going to do some hot yoga for two hours. 
He noticed a bunch of people coughing. Okay, maybe they were sick. Maybe they had seasonal allergies. Maybe they work in a coal mine and have the black lung. This is exactly what I was talking about earlier. These people just leap to an absurd conclusion without exhausting or apparently even considering alternative explanations. His logic couldn't be more unreasonable even if it tried to. I saw chemtrails in the sky, I saw people coughing, therefore the chemtrails in the sky are the cause of the people coughing. This is the classic fallacy post hoc ergo propter hoc. After this, therefore because of this. Just because something preceded an event doesn't mean that it's the cause of the event. Maybe those were just ordinary, harmless contrails, and the people were sick simply because people get sick sometimes. And it was spring break, too. This is when a lot of people are traveling, going to airports with large concentrations of people, and being exposed to all kinds of bacteria and viruses that their body isn't used to. It should really go without saying that there is no need to invoke a grand conspiracy to explain why some people got sick. And they were even talking about the Park City flu. Everybody was talking about it. So on day three, with me breathing the air, I was n completely knocked out. I mean, I, I couldn't even move. I was in my bed, and I could feel that it, this was a man-made thing. Because, I mean, I, I, I really pay attention to my body, and I... It felt like I was being attacked by three different organisms at the same time. It's like, this is very strange, you know, and being involved with chemtrails and biological warfare research for years and years, I knew that this was a man-made thing and I knew that it was being sprayed there and I was wondering where else it was being sprayed. Wow, this guy is the non-critical thinker of the year. On day three, I was sick. Maybe that's because you got sick from the people coughing around you. Why is the explanation necessarily that pathogens are being sprayed from airplanes? What a ludicrous explanation for a mild sickness. Huh, looks like I'm not feeling too good today. That must mean that evil men in airplanes sprayed microorganisms on me. Even a paranoid schizophrenic would be like, alright man, that's a bit much right there. And he could feel that this was a man-made thing? Can you believe what you are listening to? How could you possibly distinguish between a sickness from microorganisms that naturally spread around the environment and microorganisms that are sprayed from airplanes? What about a sickness could tell you that it originated from an airplane nozzle? This is pure imagination on his part and nothing more. If I ever walk into a doctor's office and see this guy holding a clipboard, I will knock over an old lady to run in the opposite direction. I knew that this was a man-made thing. Really, how did you know? Did you collect samples of what was being sprayed to definitively prove that the pathogen you were infected with originated from that airplane? And did you take every possible precaution to ensure no cross-contamination in the sampling? This guy has no rational basis for this. He's just assuming that it's a man-made thing, for no good reason. I was sick, therefore chemtrails. When you boil it down, that's basically what he's arguing here. It also seems like there's some confirmation bias going on here. He's saying, I got sick just after I saw the chemtrails. What about all the times this guy was sick and there weren't any so-called chemtrails in the sky? What about all the times there were chemtrails in the sky and he didn't get sick? He's obviously not remembering or mentioning these events because they don't fit in with his narrative, but these are the kind of things you need to take into consideration if you want to think rationally about events. 
So as I was looking into this, I was saying, okay, well, what's going on? What could this be in the chemtrails? And looking at all of the different states all across the nation, and sure enough, you know, North Carolina's had eight deaths. There's a chronic respiratory infection going on all across the United States, coughing, uh, heart attacks that are happening. I started piecing it all back to a few different organisms that they've found and tested. An organization up in British Columbia in Canada tested and found three microorganisms, Pseudomonas, some mold, and another strange organism. And I'm linking that to all these problems that we're having because ethylene dibromide they're finding in the chemtrails as well. And that is a banned pesticide that causes severe respiratory and immune system dysfunction. Also, I found that the organisms identified in the chemtrails actually cause endocarditis, swelling around the heart, as well as heart attacks. And I've got reports showing individuals that came down with this respiratory illness and died within two days. I know this all sounds terrifying, but fear not, because in the description of this video, they have links to dozens of InfoWars supplements, including Deep Cleanse, Brain Force, Ancient Defense, Secret 12, and my personal favorite, X2 Survival Shield. Just make sure to take your super male vitality as well, and you should be fine. By the way, I wonder if there's anyone out there who takes all of these supplements. You think Alex Jones spends 30 minutes each morning taking every single one of these? He's like, fuck, I can't remember if I took my living defense or ancient defense already. Oopsie, accidentally took some super female vitality today, and he like grows a pair of tits or something. Alright, so this guy cites some chemicals and microorganisms that have allegedly been detected in chemtrails. Naturally, I was thrilled to read about their sampling methodology, but I was unable to find the unspecified group in British Columbia that he claims tested the chemtrails. And that's a shame, because I'm sure it would have been the most rigorous study in human history. I did, however, manage to find an article on Geoengineering Watch that mentioned ethylene dibromide in chemtrails. As they write, quote, according to a report published August 28, 2006 in the Idaho Observer, recent lab reports found the following in samples of chemtrail fallout. Bacteria, including anthrax and pneumonia, nine chemicals, including acetylcholine chloride, 26 heavy metals, including arsenic, lead, barium, mercury, and uranium, four molds and fungi, seven viruses, two cancers, two vaccines, and two sedatives, end quote. Jesus Christ, is there anything they didn't find in the chemtrails? They also found a small Hispanic man shrunk down to the size of a marble. I was obviously skeptical about these claims, so I tried to track down the original report in the Idaho Observer, and I was unable to find it. All I see are people repeating this assertion online, but I see no links to the original report anywhere. I even searched through the old Idaho Observer website, and I couldn't find any articles on chemtrails published on the date that people are referencing. Maybe that's just because the men in black forced them to take it down, because it was so devastatingly revealing. A close look at the language here makes clear that whatever they're referencing, it's not a scientific publication. Frankly, it reads to me like an outright fabrication. And here's the red flag. They write that in samples of chemtrail fallout, they detected two cancers. How do you even detect cancer in isolation? That makes no sense. Cancer is basically runaway cell replication within an organism. It's not like cancer is this thing that floats around and that you inhale and that spreads from person to person. 
To say that we detected cancers in chemtrail samples is a nonsensical statement, unless they're literally dropping out of the sky people who have cancer. Now that's what I call a fucking chemtrail right there. Rupert, you're up next. Ooh, what's that, young man? That's my old man falling out of an airplane impression. Hope you liked it. Even assuming that cancer could somehow be isolated, preserved, and aerosolized into the environment, I can't see what the possible benefit of this would be, because cancer is not contagious, and it's dependent upon its host organism for survival. This was clearly written by a person who doesn't know the first thing about cancer, and this glaring scientific inaccuracy makes me think that these chemtrail sample results are a complete fabrication. And even if there were some sample results along these lines, I would strongly question the sampling protocol. You could imagine a person simply taking air samples on a particularly chemtraily day and finding a variety of microorganisms and chemicals, because these things obviously float around. But again, we encounter that same problem from earlier. Just because you detect something in the environment doesn't necessarily mean that it's coming from your preferred source. In order to ensure that there was no external contamination, chemtrail samples would need to be taken right then and there in the sky as they're being sprayed. Ideally, you'd want to sample the chemtrail concoction itself. Where are the studies that have done this? Can you share them with me? I won't hold my breath, and I guess that means I'm running the risk of inhaling these chemtrails. But what can I say? I like to live dangerously. It's it's a sinister plan, I think, to destroy. What's happening with a lot of it is it's destroying the soil. So it's not only keeping people sick, you know, keeping people dumbed down, causing massive illness, which they can bank off of because all the doctors visits and then they're going to be able to sell vaccinations. Uh, but recent research has shown that some of these organisms that are getting inside your system and some of these metals that accumulate in your system can actually be controlled through cell phone towers and, and through frequencies. So they can actually, you know, alter what's going on inside your body. This guy is out of his fucking mind if he believes this nonsense. Microorganisms and metals in your body can be controlled through cell phone towers? This is some of the craziest shit I've ever heard. This is the kind of claim that requires some serious evidence, yet all he says is recent research has shown. Recent research has shown. What does this guy know about research? His idea of research seems to be blindly believing every outlandish claim that he hears. This guy couldn't research his way out of a wet paper bag. This is another commonly encountered conspiracy theorist tactic right here. They'll say that their claims are supported by research, but it's usually unspecified research. They'll say things like, the research shows that these chemicals are being sprayed. Perfect example of this. In the comments section of a chemtrail video, Deanna Young wrote, quote, Studies have been done with scientists that show metallic particles found in the air after sprays, end quote. Jesus Christ, learn to fucking spell, lady. Metallic particles. I sound like a Frenchman or something trying to read this crap. Studies have been done? Really? What studies? Who are the lead authors? What journal was this published in and what's the publication date so that I can read this research and take a look at their methodology? Some guy asked her to provide her sources, and what was her response? She did exactly that, and the science was unimpeachable. 
I'm kidding, of course. She said, quote, I'm not your researcher. You know how to look stuff up. You obviously do because you're on your device now. So stop being lazy and do your own research. Sorry, but I'm not here to prove anything to you. If you're interested, then look into it, end quote. What a fucking clown this woman is. Hey, did you know that studies prove this outrageous claim that I'm making? Really, what studies? It's not my job to do your research for you. Look it up yourself. Dude, fuck you if this is your response. You are the one that made the claim in the first place that studies support this, so it's your job to back up your claims with evidence. It's not my responsibility to prove your position correct. I almost never see a conspiracy theorist say things like, you can read about this in a 2012 publication in the Journal of the Atmospheric Sciences, written by David Roberts et al. Instead, they'll just vaguely mention unspecified research, which they probably haven't even read, and which very well may not even exist, but they just assume it exists because they've heard other people mention such research. Or maybe there actually is some research, but it's not proper scientific research with a rigorous methodology, and instead it's just some amateur asshole sloppily taking some useless samples and misreading the data to draw large, unjustified conclusions, like we saw earlier in the case of those aluminum measurements. I'm open to evidence and I'm open to such research, but it's just not the kind of thing that comes across my desk very often. I think this guy might actually be right about the government mind control, however. How else could you explain the series of embarrassing statements that he makes here? The guys over at the CIA controlling the joysticks must be laughing their ass off watching this interview. There also seems to be a bit of a contradiction here. Earlier, he was arguing that these chemtrails are killing people. Now he's saying that the goal is to profit from their sickness. Well, you can't profit from dead people, can you? So which one is it? Or maybe that's part of the conspiracy as well, with funeral homes and even the lowly gravedigger being involved. In what a miraculous concoction they must be spraying. Not only can it make you sick and kill you, but it can also dumb you down and potentially be used for cell phone tower mind control. What can't these chemtrails do? And where is the evidence for any of this shit? It's not enough to just think of a plausible motive. You have to actually demonstrate that these chemtrails are being sprayed, and that they have the effects that you claim they do. There's no good evidence to believe that chemtrails exist, yet these people are having a sober discussion about the motives for doing something that isn't even happening. It'd be like people talking about why a ghost is haunting your house. He was murdered there, he doesn't like black people, and I'm like, slow down, first we need to establish that there even is such a thing as a ghost, and that one is in fact haunting your house, before we can start speculating about why it's happening. And if, as they believe, they're just spraying this shit willy-nilly into the atmosphere, how do these sinister elites and their friends and family members avoid the grave consequences of these chemtrails? Shouldn't we expect to see people like Bill Gates constantly wearing a gas mask outside? Let's see what Dr. Edward Group has to say about this. But now, I've also, a lot of people, whenever we put out these videos, they say, well, why would they just willy-nilly spray? They're going to get affected by it, too. It's not like you can control who is going to be breathing in the air or when those particles go down and it gets into the water. I mean, what are we dealing with here? Do they, ha do they just know, let's stay indoors today? Do they have some type of anti-venom? I mean... How does that the, work? <laughs> the, there's very, very, very few of the elite, you know, Club of Rome, Illuminati individuals that 
know about these things and they do have anti-serums and all that stuff available. You know, we've looked into the reason why there's not a lot of chemtrail spraying in the Houston area and people say, well, that's because Bush family lives there and stuff like that. So I think in some of the areas where you do have high, high level globalists, you're not going to see those cities being heavily sprayed. Really, these elites have anti-serums available. How could you possibly know this? This is quite literally just armchair speculation. And I would love to see the properties of an anti-serum that can counteract all of the harmful aspects of chemtrails. The dozens of microorganisms and chemicals, the mind control. To counteract all of these things, that shit must have been extracted straight out of the fountain of youth or something. The gods themselves have descended from the clouds to create this magical anti-serum. And he claims that very few of the top elites are even aware of this chemtrail program. Really. If very few know about it, then how do you get so many to collaborate? Recall that the cell phone industry and the pharmaceutical industry is involved, as well as top members of the world's governments. And presumably thousands of pilots would have to also be involved, as would engineers and the companies that design and build these special chemtrail planes. Plus, you'd need the involvement of the chemists and biologists who mix together the evil concoctions. And let's not forget that even the video game industry is involved. A vast conspiracy like this would require the collaboration of easily several thousand people. How could you possibly get so many people, across so many different industries and governments, to secretly collaborate in this way towards such a sinister end? Not one of them is like, fuck you, I'm not gonna do this. They're all going along with it. Where are the whistleblowers who participated and have undeniable evidence that this program is taking place? I don't just mean people who worked for the government or airline industry who say things like, you know, I read about this online and I think it might be happening. Where are the whistleblowers who were involved front and center with the chemtrail campaign and who can prove that these things are happening? And there seems to be another contradiction here. We're told that yes, these elites have anti-serums, but at the same time, they avoid spraying over areas heavily populated by elites. Why bother not spraying these areas if the anti-serums are available? This is a pretty obvious indicator that this guy is just winging it and making it up as he goes. Oh yeah, uh, the anti-serums? The elites totally have that. People actually buying this shit? Another proposed motive for the spraying of chemtrails is boosting agricultural profits. As we read on enjoyabetterworld.com, quote, Michael Murphy says there is no coincidence in the fact that chemtrails seem to contain aluminum, and Monsanto has seeds that flourish in aluminum-rich soil where most other plants die. Just another way to increase the bottom line. Kill off the normal plants so that everyone has to buy Monsanto seeds, end quote. Seems like quite a stretch, and it seems like more and more industries keep getting roped into the conspiracy. Which industries are not involved in chemtrails? For what it's worth, Monsanto outright denies any involvement. As they write on their website, quote, Is it true that Monsanto makes its GMO seed aluminum resistant due to the geoengineering slash chemtrailing program going on? We don't produce aluminum resistant seeds, end quote. Yeah, well that's just what they want you to think. Wake up, sheeple. Even if they or some other organization did have seeds that are aluminum resistant, this wouldn't necessarily mean that they're involved in the conspiracy. Perhaps their research shows that aluminum resistant plants do better for whatever reason, and it thus made sense for them to create such plants. 
The fact that certain GMO plants are resistant to certain chemicals doesn't mean that these chemicals are therefore being sprayed in the sky from airplanes. Probably the silliest motive that I came across was posted on Above Top Secret by the user Cranky Old Man. Quote, the main purpose of chemtrails is to abate, or at least restrict, consciousness-raising energy emitted from the sun and the galactic center. This cuts off the human population from consciousness-raising energies, end quote. Yeah, man, I'm sure that's it. That sounds very plausible. I've seen no convincing evidence that some sort of chemical or biological toxins are being sprayed into the atmosphere. Contrary to what the conspiracy theorists will tell you, there's no good reason to believe that what we see in the sky are anything more than ordinary contrails. You can support the production of more content at patreon.com slash a skeptical human. Every little bit helps, so please consider doing so. Thank you all for listening, and until next time, take care.